Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for being with us this hour on The Takeaway. I'm Todd Zwillick. It's been more than four months since the Me Too movement erupted in this country. Since then, men accused of harassment have lost their jobs in many industries, some of them very public, like politics and media, and some very much less visible, like food service and academia. We asked you, have men lost their jobs in your workplace or industry, and did that open new opportunities for women? Unfortunately, in my job, no one has been fired because of sexual harassment, to my knowledge. Being a teacher means that unless there's concrete proof, tenure in unions will protect everyone, even if they shouldn't be protected. This also creates a culture of stigma where women don't speak up because they feel like their voices won't be heard. Hi, this is Bruce uh, Plano, Texas. This question scares me. I hope we don't start accusing employees of harassment just to get their jobs. A listener from Salt Lake City, Utah, wrote, My company fired two supervisors, one for harassing a subordinate, the other for harassing a contractor. We replaced both of them with female staff. We want you, as always, to help us keep this conversation going. Tweet us. We're at The Takeaway. You can always call us at 8778-MY-TAKE. So, looking forward, one question is, as men leave their jobs or are fired for alleged sexual harassment, how many women are filling these roles? In the case of politics, women are vying for many of the newly open positions. Jessica Bennett of the New York Times says her colleagues have coined a new term for this phenomenon. The Me Too races. And the idea is that all over the country, there are resignations happening by nearly a dozen state and federal lawmakers who've had to step down due to accusations of sexual misconduct. And in their place are these special elections happening. And many of those special elections are now involving women who have decided to run. So there's this conversation, I think, happening more broadly about what happens when women, in fact, replace the men who have fallen. That's the question Jessica Bennett of the New York Times brings to this week's conversation with Jezebel's editor-in-chief, Koa Beck. They join us most weeks to reflect on the elements of this Me Too moment as journalists at the heart of covering it. This phenomenon of alleged predators being replaced by women exceeds politics and has been impacting other industries. Jessica, shall we take a look at a few of those? Yeah. So I, in fact, had to put together a whole list last night because (laughs) I don't think anyone's really been chronicling every single case, but there are so many. And they span from politics to the theater world to business and media. Um, Christian Amanpour, who replaced Charlie Rose. Now, this is supposedly on an interim basis, but we will see what happens. Minnesota Lieutenant Governor Tina Smith, who replaced Al Franken in the Senate. Hoda, who replaced Matt Lauer, of course, on the Today Show. Nicole Rudick, who was the managing editor of the Paris Review and stepped in as acting editor after Lauren Stein resigned on December 7th. You know, these go on and on and on. Co, which cases have have you been following? Uh, The one that has been personally fascinating to me is uh, the actress Robin Wright on Mm -hmm. House of Cards, in that her professional trajectory with the show, especially regarding gender, has predated Me Too. Long before Kevin Spacey was fired, um, she had come out against a pay disparity and been very vocal about the fact that she was being paid 
dramatically less than Kevin Spacey. And yet, if you go back and look at a lot of the reviews of House of Cards when it first came out, I mean, she was just lauded with praise for her, you know, Lady Macbeth nuance in Claire Underwood. Um, So this idea that she's somehow not the star or at the very least not the co-star of the series is laughable. And she apparently threatened uh, to go public with the... Mm pay disparity if Netflix didn't reconsider it. And from what I know, um, they have not corrected it, or at least not given a statement saying that they have corrected it. After the allegations against Spacey came out and he was fired, it was announced not long after that Robin Wright would be the new star of House of Cards, which for myself um, as a viewer, as well as a lot of other women I know who watch it, she's always been the star. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so... This, in a lot of ways, um, affirms her presence on the show and also crystallizes a new direction for the show and that we're finally going to get the Claire Underwood show that we've wanted. And, you know, does that matter? And does it change things to have a woman in power? It's too soon to tell whether this will lead to concrete changes within these organizations. But I think there are hints that it May, you know, organizations that have more women in power do better from almost every angle. They are more inclusive. They are more collaborative. They are ultimately more profitable. And companies that have more women in leadership positions actually have less of a problem with sexual harassment. But I think it's also important just from a kind of you can't be it if you can't see it standpoint. Another important dimension of this conversation is that for a lot of my colleagues across media, per, you know, journalism, broadcast journalism, all fields, we are seeing very prominent men or men who are managers leaving our industries under these claims. And we do not have immediate resources to fill them Mm -hmm. while also approaching very difficult subject matter with less staff, less resources than we've known for a while. A lot of times in losing those hands to tell these stories, you have a number of women who are now <laughs> having to work overtime, sleep under their desks, literally or metaphorically, um, <laughs> to produce these stories in a way that is thoughtful and impactful, WNYC included. I mean, all these firings uh, mean that other people have to work more. It also, I think, means that women and people of color are being asked for their advice on these issues a lot or for their help in recruitment. This is a subject that is everywhere right now. And I think organizations, media and otherwise are, for lack of a better word, desperate to bring more women and people of color in so that they can be on the right side of history. And what happens when that's the case? Well, a lot of times the work falls to the women and the people of color in those offices to make sure that we are handling these stories in the right way and to make sure that we are recruiting with not just white men in mind. And that term emotional labor has been used a lot in the press lately. This idea that women often simply take on more of the labor emotionally to solve for all of these things. Yeah. And I also think that you and I have discussed before on this show about how some of these alleged predators are being removed without proper investigation or even being told what the allegations are. Mm -hmm. Um, A concern I have, especially for a lot of these very, very accomplished women who are so remarkable in their fields, is that another component of them being hired is optics. And this idea that they are, quote unquote, women friendly, 
as, as if that nullifies having had a predator in place for as many years as these men have been in place. One prominent female hire is not going to undo that. Interesting that without any public calls for it, really, organizations have chosen, in mm-hmm. most cases, to replace these men with women. Mm-hmm. Do they need to be replaced with women? No, not necessarily. But certainly there are plenty of accomplished women who have probably not been able to achieve those roles, in part because there are so few. Jessica Bennett is gender editor of The New York Times, joined in conversation most weeks here on The Takeaway by Koa Beck, editor-in-chief of Jezebel. You can find all of their conversations at thetakeaway.org slash Memos. And we still want to hear from you. Have men lost their jobs in your workplace or industry? Did that open new opportunities for women? Call us, 8778-MY-TAKE. We'll include your responses in The Takeaway podcast. You can subscribe at iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. In the meantime, thanks so much, as always, for being with us. I'm Todd Zwillick. This is The Takeaway.